0: Good to have you on board today. Phil Michael Show on the air and on this kind of of a dreary Monday. Boy, were we misled. Going into the weekend last weekend, I've got one of the local TV apps for the most accurate, up-to-date forecasts. So I looked at my app last week and I screenshotted it. I screenshotted it. Driving out of here on Friday, I thought, this is great. Look at the app. It says 70s. On now it had some uh, precipitation in the forecast, but it had 70s all week. 70s all week. Not the mention of a 60 or a 50 or nothing. And in three days, it's completely changed. Why have a weather app? And for God's sakes, let me say this. Don't ever again say that your weather department is the, the most up-to-date and accurate. My ass. You can't predict today, much less what tomorrow is going to happen. Kiss my ass. There you go. I'm fired up today. Good weekend this weekend, though. Uh, welcome to the program. 877-867-1670. Uh, it was so much so that I believed, it, which erroneously I uh, that I believed in the app, that I turned off all the heat in my house. So getting back yesterday, it was nice. It was warm. I woke up this morning, no peas. Everything's frozen over. My house is a steady... Now, outside, don't get me wrong, it's only 53 degrees, but my house is a steady 68 degrees in the home. But I shut off all the heat, and it's uh, it's dropping bit by bit, piece by piece, degree by degree. But, yeah, I, uh, I, I went by what the weather forecasters told me, and so I shut the heat off. And, boy, I was dumb for listening to them. So, anyway, that being said, um, thank God. If you want to go into a Pella Windows and Doors uh, ad for a moment, thank god i have them because they keep the house pretty much the same there you go that's it uh twitter at bill underscore michaels at bill underscore michaels at ben z kenny producing the program today Uh, instagram the bill michaels show the bill michaels show on instagram and on facebook you can subscribe on youtube and on twitch tv you can find us there email the program TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. That is TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. Simply TheBillMichaels.com is the website. You can download the app, uh, W-O-Z-N, The Zone, Madison. And uh, you can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and Google Podcasts where available. Ben Kenny, how are you doing today? Oh, wonderful.
1: Uh, I got a little toasted yesterday, Bill. A little too it's much. Really? I, uh, I grossly underestimated the power of the sun which is uh, really? something you kind of forget about when you don't see the sun. What did you do? Go back and, uh,
0: Did you go back and golf again yesterday?
1: No, no. I, I literally laid in the grass for four to five hours and I uh, woke up to a troubling sunburn. But aside from that, I'm wonderful. <laughs> so where did, did you just like go out in front of your apartment or what? No, no. Well, out in Madison, you know, the Capitol has nice lawns uh, around it. And yeah? some friends and myself just... Spent our Sunday outside, which is great. Okay. I'm just yeah. an
0: idiot. <laughs> uh, so we got a sunburned Ben Kenny. That reminds me. The minute you say that, it reminds me of the guy. I don't know if you've seen the new Wendy's Frosty ad, the summer Frosties, where the guy no. they, they, the guy goes walking in from the outside, and the uh, the store manager says, uh, "You look like a strawberry." He says he lifts his shirt up, and there's a clear line. Between the sunburn and where his white, pasty white skin was, and he says that's okay, it's going to blend in. That's that's what first thing that came to mind to me as the the commercials been playing all morning when I've been watching between ESPN and MLB and uh, and the NFL Network. So <laughs> so it's going to blend in. No worries, no worries. You're good to go. How how did you enjoy the weekend? Oh, it was great. It was great. It was
1: uh, obviously as as I've said, my first time out there towards the western part of the state. So it was yep. awesome to see Viroqua and, and meet all the people. It was an absolute treat. I didn't yeah. play great, which I, I would have liked to looking back. But I, but I could our not team, have. When
0: you think about it, though, our team, you and I and Nikki and Kristen, um, which, by the way, kudos to Nikki. She can hit a golf ball. Whew. That girl can hit a golf ball. We used a couple of her drives. Uh, but uh, but we, we only ended up at one over par. That wasn't bad. Yeah, it was duct taped together.
1: It was like you're, yeah. you're, you're trying to drive a a plane or fly a plane, and then there's engine problems. And instead of getting a new engine, you just put duct tape on it and hope it doesn't right. fall apart. Yeah, we made it across okay. the ocean. Yeah, it was fine.
0: Right, we did. It wasn't bad. We had a we had a couple of a uh, couple of big drives, couple of nice hits, you know, along the way. I got lucky on a couple of putts and called it a day. So we 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 did okay. Allegedly, by the way. Allegedly, yeah. Well. You know, you being the big J journalist, you were there on site. You know, you were, you were the guy that witnessed it. So, yeah, we, we, we confirmed everything. I saw Grant Bills chimed in on your post, by the way.
1: Oh, goodness. Yeah.
0: Grant Bills is looking for, for like alien proof, alien, you know, to see who actually made the crop circles. So, (laughs) uh, the Brewers salvaged the series yesterday. They get a win and, uh, man, it's, um what what do you call what the brewers are in right now if you had to describe the Milwaukee Brewers it is almost like if this was the end of the season it would be the tale of two halves would be the best way to describe it if this if today was the end of the baseball season it would be the tale of two halves to get off to the fast start to wake up and surprise some people to see the the joyous optimism to feel like you have uh, an internal combustion engine that is firing in all cylinders only to then watch it throw a rod, throw a piston, the tires fall off, and all the components that you were relying upon uh, were not able to contribute hardly at all. It's it's woof, and now they've got what the Dodgers on tap tonight. If if you had to put a description to the Brewers, what would it be? What would your what would your description of the Brewers thus far be, Ben?
1: I think they're they were they were riding high in whatever form of transportation uh, you choose, whether it is an airplane or a, or a nice vehicle. I, I think they're walking on, on some eggshells at the moment. They're like barely treading water. Yeah. And it, not that it's possible to get that bad. I guess the Cardinals are that bad. They could show you how, how it can get disastrous right. this early. But I, they're still alive. They're still above water. They're doing okay. But it's, it's painful. Each step has been quite painful.
0: It is uh, it is just really I, I have really gone from and you and I were watching a game the other day in the clubhouse. We were watching uh, the Brewers and then I, again on Friday night, but it's you have now become accustomed to what is going to go wrong. that I, I we, we sat there on Saturday. And we watched, and we're all talking, you know, the the group of people and all the people that participated, we'll talk more about that later, but we're all sitting there talking, and the questions began of what will go wrong, who coming out of the bullpen will blow it, you know, who's going to give up the bomb, who's going to make the error, who's going to give up the mistake, who's going to strike out. You know, oh, they're not gonna do anything. Oh, base hit, who's gonna the next guy's gonna hit into a double play. We have now been conditioned to think as to the what is going to go wrong. What what bad could happen we believe will happen might be the best way to put it. Uh it it's it's fascinating to to watch and be a part of and talk and discuss the shift in in enthusiasm regarding the brewers. And the emo, the most amazing thing. The most, I I, I think, (laughs) the most amazing thing about this craptastic situation is the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pittsburgh Pirates are in first place, right? They have lost seven straight. Seven. The Cardinals have just won a game. They are now only nine back. Had Pittsburgh been relevant at all in wins and losses, The season would be over for the St. Louis Cardinals. Cincinnati, Chicago, Milwaukee, all within five and a half games or better. Chicago, two and a half. The Brewers, a half game back. But Pittsburgh has lost seven straight, and nobody this early in the season has been able to claim the top spot. That's how bad National League Central Baseball has been. Just awful. Awful. So we'll talk about that coming up. The search for the uh, replacement for Coach Budenholzer continues. New York all excited, thinking they're going to get Giannis in the long run before it's all said and done. Uh, you've got uh, Jokic with a shove last night of the owner. I want to talk about that because if the league suspends him, that will be the beginning beginning of the end of me for the NBA because I, I thought that was entirely a ridiculous situation. Uh, And then, on top of all of that, you've got uh, the wrap-up to the Packers rookie minicamp. And I saw a question today that I thought was was somewhat pertinent. Um, The Green Bay Packers, they said the rebuild of the Green Bay Packers, will they be better than what they were last year? And then all the descriptions and all the statistical analysis comes in on what Aaron Rodgers didn't didn't do last season. Therefore, Jordan Love can be just as good with a better defense, and they could possibly be better than what they were last year during this rebuild. And I I, I thought to myself, wait a minute, the, I how I I don't understand what the terminology of rebuild is. I guess I'm missing something here. So I I don't I don't feel like the Packers are in a rebuild. I think. I think more so last year. And, by the way, they are not bringing Mercedes Lewis back. We're not going to see him return. I think the window is fast closing on the return of Adrian Amos, uh, if indeed there was ever a thought of that possibly happening. Uh, doesn't look like Mason Crosby. Mason Crosby is going to wait in the wings to find out if uh, whoever the Green Bay Packers bring in as competition for this kicker situation. Uh, if indeed it all fails, then you've always got Mason kind of as your, your safety net. But... I just because you've added two new wide receivers and you you got rid of two different tight ends that's a rebuild man it doesn't take much then it means every team's rebuilding almost every year in the National Football League because there's always a group of players linebackers, linemen, whatever it happens to be, that, that is in flux. Is is Cincinnati in a rebuild because they got rid of both of their starting safeties? So that safety core is depleted, so they're rebuilding? Or is it just because the quarterback isn't coming back and you're starting with some a lot of raw talent as pass catchers that that's a rebuild? Even though you've got a guy like David Bakhtiari, high, one of the highest paid offensive tackles in football. The entire offensive line is is not new by any stretch of the imagination. Your secondary's been well paid. Your linebackers are veterans, both inside and outside. One of them is a second-year guy. One of your defensive linemen is a second-year guy. But I, I, I guess I just don't understand what people's terminology is when it comes to rebuild. Not that I want to get into, you know, you're right, Brett. So Kansas City was in a rebuild last year? I mean, they got rid of Tariq Hill. They cut back on some of their offensive weaponry. They went out and got some cheaper talent, and they still won a Super Bowl. I mean, so can it be done? Sure it can. I think it's ridiculous Got into that assumption, but you see where I'm going with it, right? So I thought that was rather interesting as well. So anyway, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, plenty of ways to do so. But I want to get back into – I want to start off today with this – and I know it's not the most popular of topics because Packers rule supreme. But last night out in Phoenix, I thought it was absolutely positively ridiculous. And I want to get a little bit into that. Also, a really good article about Rodgers and the darkness. Rodgers and the darkness. And I think that is pertinent as well. So there you have it. we got a lot to get to today. A lot to get to. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin Sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. We'll go to their respective benches. See a landing. That's what happened there. Jokic boy trying to rip it away from Matt Isbia and then the little shove. Oh wow boy. You know, Matt Ispia didn't play for Tom Izzo, so he's unafraid, I'm sure. A little bit of a maybe a flop for you there. Wow, you got to sell it to the officials, you know. <laughs> Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you on board. This portion brought to you by our friends at Cunis RV Autos Trucks Commercial. They have got it. They're a big supporter of the program. We can't say thanks enough to them for helping us with numerous things, like getting us around the country, getting us around the state, and helping us in our support of the Wisconsin Fisher House and uh, everything we do for veterans or try to do for veterans and the help along the way. So thanks to our friends from Kunis RV and uh, Kunis Automotive. Go to shop, S-H-O-P, com. That is shopkunis.com. And you can find them all over the state of Wisconsin. So, look, um, oh, man, this whole thing between Jokic and, and Ishbia last night, if you were watching that game, I think the technical – was ridiculous i think ishbia becoming involved in a play in that particular manner was wrong so for those that don't know basically last night in the game between uh, the denver nuggets and the phoenix suns in phoenix um ball goes out of bounds and it's about to become denver ball now if you have followed the denver nuggets which i have not closely i will say but in in listening to i was watching nba the nba network Uh, Jokic loves to grab the ball and get going. He loves to press it, okay, because a lot of times defenders don't get back in time, uh, and you can usually pick up a bucket or two that's relatively easy throughout a game just because you out-hustle and you fast-break and you move, move the basketball. So the ball goes out of bounds. Matt Ishbia, who has only owned the team a couple of months because he was taking over as the owner when we were in Arizona, when we were in Phoenix, for Super Bowl. So that's how short a time he's actually been the owner of the Phoenix Suns. So Matt Ishbia, for whatever reason, he get the, the ball ends up in his hands in some way, shape or form. So the ball ends up in his hands. And there was another player that had gone flying into the crowd. He was kind of looking over at that particular f- player. But Jokic tries to grab the ball from Ishbia. And, and Ishbia doesn't want to give it to him. He's hanging on to it. Now let's let's back up for a second here. He played guard at Michigan State. It's not like uh, he doesn't know basketball or anything like that. So he knows that, or he may know, that this is what Jokic likes to do. He likes to get the ball. Let's go. Let's get down the court. You know, he likes fast break. So Ishbia has taken it upon himself to hold on to the basketball. Well, Jokic goes to grab it, and as he's pulling it out of the hands of Ishbia, Ishbia then kind of flicks his arm and takes a swat at it, knocking the ball even further out of bounds and out of both of their hands. So, as Jokic is standing there trying to grab the ball, Ishbia is kind of like a him. Jokic kind of shoves him to the side a little elbow. It wasn't dr- big or dramatic, it didn't like he punched him or anything, just kind of moves him. Ishbia uh, with uh, a flop that I can only describe as equal to or better than anything LeBron James has ever done in his career, as they, or Marcus Smart for that matter, is the ultimate floppers. Flops down into his seat like, oh, my God, did you see what he did? Short of being uh, a professional soccer player and then rolling around on the ground in pain, needing to be carted off on a stretcher only to rise like Jesus Christ on the third day and come back into his seat and watch the end of the game. He flops. Uh, Jokic is assessed a technical, which is completely ridiculous. And now today they're all talking about whether or not he should or shouldn't be suspended by the league, as if this was some kind of fan altercation or whatever. And Jokic is like, look, the league's supposed to protect protect us from these goons. These people that are going to become involved in the game, grab the basketball, not give it back to us. Things like that. 2.36 remaining in the quarter. Now think about this. And, and this was a great point. I, I, I love Brian Windhorst. I was listening to Windhorst this morning. But think about this. This owner, they win by a point, right? This owner not only... Injected himself into the game to where Jokic gets a technical, but they get they hit the bucket, get the foul, get the ball back, get the bucket. It was it was like a three point swing. And they ended up winning by a point. So think about an owner that got himself injected enough into a ball game to actually help determine the outcome of a basketball game. Now, uh, Ishbia today tweets out that he doesn't believe uh, a suspension or anything should be warranted. We should be talking only about the play on the court, looking forward to game five, yada, yada, yada. And it's probably because he's about ready to meet with the commissioner because they're both of those guys are going to get, uh, the commissioner is going to talk with them today. They, they meet with the NBA today to find out if, you know, what happened, why it is, what it is. I can't imagine that there is going to be any suspension. Anybody in the game of basketball has said there's no way in hell there should be a suspension for anything like this. But it was a ridiculous scene last night in Arizona. It was it was just dumb. Ben, did you watch it?
1: I had it on. I must say I, I switched away from the game last night at exactly 8 o'clock to watch Succession, which, by the way, was a phenomenal episode. And the moment <laughs> I turned it off, that happened.
0: Right. Right. It was crazy. It, it was just, it was absolutely ridiculous to, to watch all of that go down and, and such. But it, it, anyway. Long story short, was I think I don't think there's going to be a suspension. I know I've seen a lot of consternation about it today and discussion about it today. I don't think there will be. I think it would be if the NBA gave Jokic a suspension. uh, to me, this would be the same thing as. Pulling Scotty Williams off the plane before Game Seven, going to Philadelphia, it would be as it would be as much an indicator as to the way they want the the series to go um, for ratings, for money, for whatever, uh, as that was going all the way back to the you know the accusations of the rigged lottery for Patrick Ewing to end up in New York. I, it just it would be horrific for the league, I think. Um, if indeed they went in that direction. Anyway, that being said... I think they should have, it was,
1: by the way, assessed Toshiba a, a flop warning or giving him a technical. Right? That's a, That might be I the worst too. part, watching Marcus I Smart play basketball.
0: Yep. I thought that was... Uh, it was a ridiculous scenario of events last night that took place in Phoenix. That being said, the other side of the coin, Doc Rivers apparently still coaching the 76ers. Did you see that? Uh
1: I don't know exactly what you're referring to. Uh, He he is currently the coach. (laughs) That's all I'll say.
0: Doc Rivers still doing something to coach James Harden and uh, you know because Doc Rivers, it, it, it's it's a lot of people feel that Doc is a good coach. Fans feel that any team he coaches for they win in spite of. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ben. Yeah,
1: it's a it's an acknowledgement, I would say, of how short he has come with how many good teams he's had since exactly. winning the championship with the Celtics, mostly with you the Clippers.
0: Correct. You are correct. So that being said, last night, James Harden says he's driving into the game last night, which by the way was a spectacular game. Celtics fall and I the the, the Celtics I that, that's a whole other enigma we can get into later. But uh, the Celtics get beat, but James Harden goes off again, has an incredible game. So his bounce back kind of helps the 76ers uh, in game four to tie up the series. Apparently, Doc Rivers found some seven-minute long um, ah, this gospel song, and the name of it was uh, You Know My Name. And he sent it to James Harden. And Harden said that he, he was like, oh, OK, whatever, just another it, it's almost condescending in the sense that Harden said just another thing from Doc. Like he must do this kind of stuff all the time to where the guys are just eye rolling like, oh, OK, whatever. Just, here's just another goofy thing from Doc Rivers, you know. But Harden said he wanted to just figure out oh, something's got to be there. So he let it play. Let the whole thing play last night. Seven minutes worth of, of gospel music and inspirational music and such. And he kept saying, he said, I don't know exactly what it meant. He doesn't know what what message he was supposed to get out of that. But he said it just gave – it. Doc Rivers gave him good juju was the term he used. And I thought to myself, if anybody's going to appreciate Doc Rivers – Giving the Philadelphia 76ers good juju. I thought maybe it would be young Ben Kenny today. I don't know. I thought I was surprised you didn't read that, though. But, yeah, he sent him a gospel song and said that changed his game.
1: I saw the clip. I, I wonder <laughs> why a guy like Harden needs something like this to play well. Right? Like, game one, the reason he played well, yeah. he's out in Vegas the week before, partying it up with his boys and getting refreshed right? before the series. Then he absolutely disappears and is a liability for two games. And then is sent a gospel song, and now he's back. So it's yeah. he's a tough guy to figure out.
0: I figured it was the bad clothing choices. <laughs> that was just my opinion, that that that, that hat. Uh, I wouldn't wear that fishing naked uh, uh, anywhere if I had to be, even if I was trying to attract Sasquatch as my date. Couldn't do it. <laughs> he just, that's just awful. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Good juju. Doesn't
1: this scream like a 45 uh, piece with a game winning three yeah. in overtime?
0: <laughs> right. Yep. Ah, yes. Um,. So, um, anyway, that being said, uh, so you had that going on last night. Uh, You have it. I'm glad you got it. Real quick before we go to break. So, talking about this whole thing of Matt Ishbia injecting himself in that moment, in that period of time, into the play in which it actually garnered his team points to determine, help determine, the outcome of a playoff game last night. This This is Brian Windhorst, and I love this description. Is Nikola Jokic going to get suspended for the critical game five? Unlikely. Let me tell you what the rule is. In a situation
1: like this where a fan is involved and a player makes contact, it is right there in black and white in the rules that this comes down to commissioner discretion. That means this will be on Adam Silver's desk today. In talking to folks last night, my feel is that we are looking at possibility of a fine both ways, but certainly possibility of fine, because regardless of, any, of him coming up into Jokic's space, you can't put your hands on a fan, be it the owner or not. But I would be surprised, maybe borderline stunned if it's further than that. I will just want to say one caveat. I was surprised Draymond Green was suspended last round. Yep. Coming in 2-2, uh, game five, considering the, the circumstances here, I would be very, very
0: surprised. There you go. He would be surprised. If, indeed, he ended up getting suspended. I agree. I 100% agree. That yeah, would
1: definitely. decide the series if they do suspend him from game. That's games. what I'm saying.
0: If they suspended him, I think it would be uh, obvious, obvious, uh, that they have a predetermined thought here. I, I just Matt Ishbia, it, you know, I know he's considered, quote, at that point in time, a fan, but he is an owner of an NBA team. He knows the rules as much as anybody. He had and initiated, in my opinion, a physical moment, if you will. I'm not going to say altercation because it really wasn't, but a physical moment with a player on the court. If I am going to suspend anybody, I am going to say, Ishbia, you are no longer allowed to sit courtside through the rest of the playoffs, whether that entail the rest of this playoff, next series, finals, what have you. We will not allow this to happen. And if anything, I think he should be put to a, you know, even if he sits two, three, four rows back, he should not be anywhere within arm's reach of a player in the NBA. That's my opinion. I think it was, and again, the flop, he knew exactly what he was doing. The flop alone is an indicator of that. And so anyway, uh, what a what a, what a good description this morning. Let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Uh, a lot to get to. A lot to get to. The other side of this, and, and I do want to get into this coming up here in a little bit, uh, the Green Bay Packers, uh, the question is, what are they going to end up doing this season? Will they win the division? Most will say no. But the the description of rebuild, and only if Jordan Love can match Aaron Rodgers in what he did last season, which was a really down season for Rodgers, how successful can the Packers be? And then there's one other caveat to all of this, and I thought it was another interesting question. David Bakhtiari, we know he had his words using they them the team whatever rather than we us being a part of the team and people kind of looked at that and said whoa your boy's not there anymore you're you're kind of you're throwing a little bit of shade and anger at the organization that's paying you to be the highest paid player in the national football league and a player that is you know hanging on to you restructuring you because they have to don't get me wrong but they they want to keep you around okay so You know, you're going to support love. You're working with love. You're there. You're giving it, you know, all your, but this past weekend, is it a bad thing that he's hanging out with his boy, Aaron, down at the Kentucky Derby? So I want to get into that as well, because some seem to think that it's not a good idea. Me, I'll tell you my opinion when we come back. Stay tuned. Got a whole lot of the Bill Michael show coming up today. We got a lot to get to, a lot to get to. More of the Bill Michael show next. game coming up on friday night and if you want tickets you got to go to milwaukeeadmirals.com they advance in the uh, calder cup playoff series and they're moving on as they continue on and they're winning ways with an overtime victory the other night kudos and congratulations to the milwaukee admirals for getting the win go to milwaukeeadmirals.com we got to get something together milwaukeeadmirals.com we got to do something something for the admirals i don't know what it's going to be we got to do something you got a team that's in the postseason a professional team. Now, they're not the NHL. They're the AHL. But we got a team that's in the postseason. I'm excited about it. Love me some Admirals hockey. Maybe we'll do so. we got to call John Greenberg, president of the Admirals, or Harris Turrer, or somebody's got to get on the line. we got to get him, We got to get him maybe uh, into the new studio, which should be opening up this week, by the way. Uh, it should be. It's really close. It smells like a new uh, construction project. I like it. I walk past it every day. I take a whiff, and I'm so anticipatory. The uh, the big soundproofing foam arrived this morning, uh, so that was kind of cool. You know, it's like opening up Christmas presents and such. So, who knows? But uh, I know we got to get our guy Aaron Sims back on the program for sure. So, uh, go to the Admirals. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Support the Admirals as their quest for a Calder Cup continues on 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, give us a give us a shout if you choose to do so. That's the best way to get a hold of us. Ben, does it bother you that Aaron Rodgers and Bakhtiari and company are all back together again they're all hanging out at the Kentucky Derby and and just just Devontae Adams and just <laughs> they're all there together with Randall Cobb and Alizar. they're just all hanging out. Does it bother you at all? No. Nope. Not at all. I could give two S's about it, to be honest with you. Just could. I don't care. I know it seems to be a thing, and people are bothered by it because he's now the enemy. Uh, But I really don't, first of all, I don't consider him the enemy because he doesn't even play in their division, nor even in the conference, and the Packers don't play them this year. Uh, And secondly, it's not like Bakhtiari is going to go to Aaron Rodgers and say, this is what I'm going to do to sabotage the Packers this year. I'm just going to let three or four guys slip past me and just see if maybe Jordan Love goes down. Yeah, He's not going to do that. But some fans had a problem with it.
1: One thing did bother me, Bill. What's that? Why the hell was Jimmy Graham there? You know, you you go through the list and all of them, like like Lazard, it's recent and you know the connection, but all of them are great Packers, like A.J. Hawk's there, you have some older guys, and
0: Jimmy Graham, really? Jimmy Graham happened to be there and uh, just fell into the event, I guess. I have no idea. We got to do a Kentucky Derby Day next year, too. We got to get a which well then again if we have the it looks like we're going to have the tournament again next year, out in Viroqua. So it, whether it's on the same day or not, we'll have to wait and see. But we got to we got to do something derby wise.
1: Big controversy out there this week. They were, yeah, they were putting down yeah. horses left and right.
0: Horses were dying. Uh, Forte, which was the uh, which was the favorite. Uh, we did, now let me ask you this before I go on, and I, I did do they pronounce that horse's name Forte? The favorite that was that was supposed to win and then ended up getting scratched with a bruised uh, leg or hoof,
1: as opposed to to Fort
0: forty to Forty? Forty? I don't know. Okay, if anybody knows, let me know. Write it phonetically, even over on the live stream. Let me know because that pronoun pronunciation um, is is to me is Forte. Uh, it's only the only reason I know that is because my cousin's last name is Forte. And it's pronounced the exact same way. So he had Forte shirts made up for their Kentucky Derby party, only to get there on Derby Day and realize that, <laughs> that the Forte, the horse, was scratched. Uh, but that being said, um, the, uh, the the whole get-together and people having problem with it, let me say this unequivocally, I it is no big deal. Who cares if they're all together? They're all friends. Aaron Rodgers officiated the wedding of David Bakhtiari. He isn't suddenly, because he went to the New York Jets, not going to be friends with him anymore. I I understand. Um, yeah. Okay, Scott, you're, you're, thank you very much. Forte is how it's pronounced. The, uh, Judge schmales burner. There you go. Thank you very much. Just giving me some confirmation to where I was. I wanted to make sure I wasn't a complete and utter buffoon. Uh, I am in a lot of areas, but I just wanted to make sure I wasn't in that. So the whole thing about them getting together at the Kentucky Derby, I it, it doesn't they've been doing it for years. They're friends. It 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 doesn't matter. Uh I fans want how do I put this? And and Ben, you know know this being from Philly cuz Philly fans are fanatical when it comes to their despise of other teams, franchises, and what have you, is as a Philly fan growing up, you wanted your guys to hate everybody you hated, right? Oh, yeah. We we want
1: them to care as much as we do, or at least right. to put on the mask right. that they do, whether it's on the field or off the field, right. which is another funny thing, because Micah Parsons, noted cowboy, was in a Sixers jersey yesterday. Okay. Which if I was a Cowboys fan, I'd be pretty mad about that, There honestly. you go.
0: There you go. So maybe he grew up and really liked the antics of Dr. J when he was young. He wanted to be the remake of Dr. J. Who knows? I, I, I don't know. Oh, he, we're but, not that old. No. No, but maybe he Maybe he is. There's a lot of old school guys. I mean, my dad harkened back when I was growing up to the likes of everything from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to, to Bill Russell. When I was six, six, five in sixth grade and I was playing basketball and everybody in the world was teaching me the skyhook and the way Bill Russell used to manhandle people inside – and and wrap arms around him to get him out of the way to be able to to be able to rebound. I mean that's that's all I heard about. I didn't watch Bill Russell play, but that's what I heard about. So anyway, uh, you know fans want you to be passionate about the players to be as passionate about things as you are, and there are times when we like that. We get that you know out of we love Charles Woodson saying same old Jay. We love Charles Woodson saying, look, uh, a, a Chicago president who doesn't want to come and have us to the White House and doesn't want to see us, so we're going to go see him. You know, that kind of thing. We, yeah, we love that. That was Oh, hell yeah. We're all over that. But when it doesn't happen that way, suddenly they're a traitor, they're a bad guy, they get them off the team. And I saw a little bit of it, that this past weekend. And I'm kind of like, man, really? That just... You know, uh, eh, you know, to me it's a, it's a no no big deal moment, you know. So um, you know, I mean <laughs> you if he's on your team, great. You know, people were just they they couldn't stand Reggie White. Reggie White was just a, a destruction force in the nfc for so many years and packers fans were like oh my god there's no way and then when he came up for free agency and he was like i'm gonna go to green bay it's like oh my god we love reggie white right so it's it's no big deal going to the Derby's no big deal now if they're hanging out together and uh you know suddenly the packers are playing the jets in a super bowl and Bakhtiari and rogers are hanging out on the sideline, sitting on the same sideline together and bsing and stuff i think people are gonna have a problem with it but Beyond that, I it's it's no who cares, it's a great big who cares moment. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Getting back to the rebuild factor for the Green Bay Packers and can the Packers win? And, and this is the, these are predictions far too early to really make. They haven't taken a snap in training camp, much less a regular season game. So uh, I I want to get a little into this coming up after the top of the hour, a little more in depth, and uh, and we'll talk about it. But it's just. I get what people are trying to say and I I want to jump into that boat with you. I really do. I just I'm the guy that's standing on on the dock right now with my arms folded and I'm holding the rope to your boat saying I'm going to hang on to this because I'm afraid your boat's going to start taking on water. And I'll tell you why when we come back in just a little bit. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael show coming up this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends at the Social House, Betty and Mac yesterday. Now Mac Mac is a a college student. He goes to UWM. Uh, Mackenzie is his real name. They call him Mac. And he took his mom, Betty, because he's not going to be here next week, so he took his mom, Betty, for a pre-Mother's Day outing. They started out at the social house yesterday. Mac says, and I quote, what a great day. You were absolutely right. Free pancakes with a Bloody Mary from my mom. They also went out back. Dan went out back. They picked a flower for her, gave it to her on her Mother's Day. Uh, pre-Mother's Day, he said. Celebration. Uh, we had a great time. It's uh, It sucks that I'm not going to see her next week. Uh, I'm traveling off to a couple of other colleges to look to transfer. Uh, he's actually moving on to some other things that UW, it's not because he hates UWM. Put it that way. Uh, and then he said, uh, "What a very special moment, a great place, great time, great people." You are 100% correct. Thanks so much for the recommendation. Got from Mac. Mac Social House, love it. Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. I keep telling you, that's a terrific place to go. You cannot go wrong. And on Sunday mornings, when you go in and you buy yourself a Bloody Mary or a cocktail of any particular sense, you get some you get some free pancakes. And mom gets treated great. There you go. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is The Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Join the day and uh, this portion of the program brought to you by, uh, by our buddy Mikey Whitcomb. Exit Realty. Call him 414-243-1976. 414-243-1976. He's the guy that uh, got me into my house. And after a, a long, arduous pro- uh, process, to say the very least. And uh, he stuck with me, man. Good dude, Mikey is. Call him. Uh, again, if you're looking anywhere in the Milwaukee area, Waukesha County area, uh, Ozaukee County area. I can just go on and on in the, in those five counties, 414-243-1976, uh, 414-243-1976, Exit Realty and Mikey Whitcomb. So the Packers, um, this past weekend, rookie camp. And by the way, Mike Clemens did a fantastic job. I don't know if you follow Mike over on uh, Twitter or over on Facebook. Um, but Mike did a fantastic job and I reposted some of his stuff. Over on the uh, the Facebook fan page. And uh, this past week, and we're going to hear from Mike later on today. So uh, make sure whatever you do, the last hour of the show, you book that time to uh, be somewhere near a radio between, you know, a radio, the app, uh, you know, your uh, YouTube, Twitch TV, whatever it is. Pay attention. We're going to have Mike on. But the question becomes, you know, about this whole rebuild thing. Can the Packers be a good team through the rebuild? And first of all, the rebuild thing was like, okay, that's that's not, that terminology is not right. Ben, what would you consider to be a rebuild? Ooh, um, entering
1: into a a stage of losing that would be somewhat continuous. And, I mean, showing, a, a rebuild is showing the fans that you will not be winning in the near future. A, right. a, a true tear it down. Maybe the Sixers gave a terrible example of what it looks like because that was literally we're going to be the worst team for five years. But in smaller in smaller examples, yeah, it's 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 showing the fan base that your team will not be winning in the coming year or two or three. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: the Brewers sat down years ago uh, when Doug Melvin was there and a part of it, uh, and in came David Stearns, and they said. Uh, trading Gomez out of center field and such started the rebuild. Remember, they started getting rid of you know players worth something, trading them away, and getting uh, prospects in return. That was a rebuild, and we knew it. Uh, they needed to bolster the farm system. They needed to be able to 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 you know get things better down there first. And then as that talent started to rise, then you could supplement, you know, additional free agents and such around that talent. The Packers, they – I don't consider them in the midst of a rebuild in the sense because they have the likes of a Devondre Campbell, Preston Smith. You've got Kenny Clark, an all-pro up front. You've got, uh, a guy like, um, um, you, you've got a guy like – you've got a guy like, you know, David Bakhtiari anchoring. Now, David Bakhtiari most likely going to be gone next year, but – You have Elton Jenkins, who is over there. You have got, uh, you know, veteran play at center. You've got veteran play at the other guard position. You've got two veterans in your offensive backfield. So I don't consider this a rebuild. And I want to talk about this when we come back, about the capability to win. And I want to give you my opinion on all of this. Uh, And then I want to open the phone lines up for your opinion on it as well. So stay tuned. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue with more. Talk a little Packers football when we come back right after this.